Hey, welcome everybody. It's another, holy cow, I can't believe the week has passed already. Yes. Another <laughs> Tuesday night at 6 p.m. And uh, we're happy to be here with the radio show Porter County Buzz on 103.1 WVLP. Uh, I am one of the hosts, uh, Greg Sims, and oh my, my other co-host is Andy Bozek. He's waving at me. I can't tell you what he's waving he at me, but he's waving me. something. Yes, he's excited. And I think he lost a bet, but that's okay. And our special guest is uh, Kevin Pazer, who is the curator extraordinaire of the, I don't know if I got this right, the old jail museum, or I'm probably using the Close old enough. wording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aging myself a little bit. I remember when it was, uh, yeah, it was a little different way back then. But uh, but anyways, welcome aboard, Kevin. Uh, welcome you. to our show. And, and Kevin is the guy that knows everything about Porter County. But real quick, we're going to right back to Kevin. We wanted to tell pressure. Yeah. Oh, we're going to ask you a lot. We had some big news happen this weekend uh, for the county council. And since Greg and I both serve on the council, we kind of mm -hmm. wanted to just bring that up, make sure everyone was educated on what happened. Um, and Greg, since I, I know it's your side of the party. Oh, my goodness. Now it's all about me. I'll let you make the announcement. But it was in your area. That's true. Your That's district. True. Mr. Poprod. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, we know that uh, Bob Poprod, Councilman Poprod, uh, passed away. A while back, and uh, there was a uh, well. By law, we have to fulfill his seat, fill his seat, and it goes back caucus. So the precinct committeemen of that area voted this past Saturday, and uh, by a margin of 13 to six, uh, Eric Wagner, um, son of the Wagner ribs, uh, won the seat. So he will fulfill. Bob Paparad's um, vacancy till the rest of the year. Till the end of the year, yeah. Uh, yeah, till the, well, till the next election. Which will be January, yeah, January 1 will have a new person in that seat, or it could be Eric as well. Correct. Um, depending on who wins the election, because that seat is up for election. Right, because he's running, right, right, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, and Eric actually was the, uh, served on the Porter Town Council, and uh, I believe he was the president for the last two or three years, so he's got some experience, and uh, we look forward to working with him. So we just kind of wanted to start off Tell you guys uh, that was happening, and, and he'll be at our next meeting, so you'll see him up front. Yeah, it'll be kind of yeah, there'll be a new face on the board. Yeah, we'll <laughs> He's see what a happens. Young guy too, which uh. is cool to see. I said I gave a quote in the paper this this week, and I felt so. Uh, I made myself sound so old because they asked me what I thought about. Uh, he is old, everybody. Thirty-eight. <laughs> and, and Greg, my my comment to the paper was. Well, it's good to see our youth get involved, and I'm thinking, these whippersnappers, what did I just say? I'm young, the dude's six years younger than me, but no, it is good to see that, that young people getting uh, involved in county government and finding it interesting, because I, I, the council can be a boring role, as we've discussed before. I don't know what you see, but I don't see anything but boring, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's money. <laughs> Anyways, now let's get back to the interesting part of the show. I realize, I think Kevin just fell asleep, we got to wake him up a little bit. Oh my goodness, Kevin! Welcome aboard. What do you What do you got Thank here? Thank you, Bob. Quite a bit. I think we've got a lot to talk about. I've known you forever. And yeah. yeah. Not to make myself sound old. How do you know Greg? Let's Let's talk about that. How do you know Mr. Sims? I should say. I have. Well, yeah. and, I, and I still call him Mr. Sims anytime I see him. Uh, yeah. Shoot, it's man. all a blur for me. That's all I know. It's all a blur. It is. More than two decades ago. Wow. Yeah. When did you graduate? High school? 2003. Oh, my so God. So I am the youngest person in the room still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was here. <laughs> <laughs> well, in case you guys didn't know, I, uh, I I taught at Washington Township way back when Kevin was a was going to high school there. Yeah. And he was one of my students. And uh, I think he took every class I had. I did. Uh, I did. 
And you teach history, right? I mean, yeah, history, history economics, yeah. government. And, and, and real life. Maybe that's the more important thing. Yeah. It doesn't always get covered in the, high school. You, you did a really good job with that. Oh, I paid him to say that, by the way. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now I'm kind of wishing I had you as a teacher. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, and, and I will tell you that way back when Kevin was interested in all those things and he'd come into classes when he didn't have to and sat around and then uh, he was going to some, I don't know, some tiny little pony school called Wabash, I believe. I did. Uh, don't hold it against me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to offend all the uh, Wabash, what is it, a Wabashier? Wabashian? Oh, come on. Uh, Wally Wabash. Wally. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> The little giants. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and then um, when Kevin uh, graduated, well, during during his tenure at the high school, he shadowed uh, David Butterfield, the former 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 mayor of Valpo. So he was always interested in those things. And then I don't know how we got hooked up with the. Were you in a museum first, or was I in a museum? I, uh, I was first, and then I think I brought you in as a board member. Yeah, and then yep. you would bring your classes. You were on the board. Member. I was, oh, okay. yeah, way back when. And then uh, next thing you know, uh, you moved up the ranks, and you're running the whole show. Yeah, you know, one of the yeah. reasons too, uh, and even going away to school. It was sort of a, a calculated move, if you will, because I could come home and still do things here. So I, I've really literally been involved for just over 20 years now. Uh, I've been director for yeah. 14 as wow. of this month, actually. 14 years. Yeah, as of today. No wow. kids, like your anniversary, yeah. huh? Yeah, weird. Where's the cupcakes? Congratulations. Okay. Some cookies. No, no, I eat too many of those as it is. I've got to cut But back. we have, well, yeah, no, Andy has. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just have that too. No, that's, that's crazy. So was the uh, person before you a director for a long time as well? Is this a position that you should stay in? No, so, so this is sort of the crazy thing in that era. There was really no position. Right. And, and oh, so yeah, that's what I mean. There, there was nothing. Yeah. And, and that's the interesting part. So you were involved with the group. At the mm -hmm. time, it was called the Historical Society of Porter County, but it mm -hmm. was sort of this private entity that mm -hmm. uh, collected the collection back yeah. in 1916 and essentially was there from the beginning. And mm -hmm. if anything, in the era when I got involved, yeah. there was a run in the show. Uh, there was no real county involvement other than no. being in a county building. Correct. Yeah, and, wow. yeah, and and the board oversaw all the stuff, and yeah. we'd meet in the kitchen, and just kind of talk. You, you know, and, funny yeah. thing about that, I don't know if you remember this back then, but uh, so when we started meeting, when the historical society would meet, the kitchen still very much looked like the kitchen from when the the Crampton family, the last sheriff to live in the oh. house, remodeled the building. And mm -hmm. so, like, the commercial stove was still in there from 1966, and everybody used yeah. to say, oh, you know, it, it's turned off. We keep records in there now, like, of, of different things. And come to find when we donated that to the fire department, it was still hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was live. They were like, holy smokes, this thing is still hooked active gas line. <laughs> We no one ever turned it yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> well, thank goodness. Yeah, right? yeah. That is awesome. I mean, oh, yeah. really interesting. Yeah, and what, yeah. just one of those crazy things. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the reasons why I got you involved in this, knowing you did so much with history and sort of connecting people to real life, uh, as I called it earlier, mm -hmm. uh, that place needed it. They mm -hmm. needed a shot in the arm. It was like so many other little places that... 
you know, at one point in time, there was a golden era of people who believed in it for some reason. I'm saying just in general, and our mm -hmm. museum is no different than that. Uh, Bertha Stahlbaum was a longtime curator of the museum from the mid-1960s to the mid-1990s. Oh, that and, and that era kept things together. Mm -hmm. Like, she was the one who held it all in and said, you know what, this is important stuff. One day we'll be able to do something with it. And, and then, like all things, it, it, there's like an ebb and flow to it that it sort of just lulled out, yeah. if you will. And, yeah. and people sort of forgot about it. And, right. You know, you bring your classrooms in, helped, and, and yeah. connecting people, saying, like, holy Field stuff. trips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was sort of random chance of how I even got involved there. Uh, I was supposed to have an internship with the Broward Museum oh. at Valparaiso University. And uh, it was back during the block scheduling days oh, in Washington. Way back, yeah, that was way oh, back when. Oh, oh my God. Oh, gosh, those have been gone for 15 years. <laughs> oh, people are doing block scheduling? I Not at Washington. Yeah. It was a, it was a short time. experiment, yeah. yeah. Oh, it didn't, and, and yeah. That allowed me to yeah. have a block during the day for an yeah. internship. Mm -hmm. I counted his credit, and uh, hmm. everything was set with the Brower. And then in the last minute, the curator at the time called me and said, hey, uh, unfortunately, we've got a college student who's interested. We only have room for one person, so good luck. Oh, and shoot. so we have this all structured out. We're like, holy cow, what are we going to do now? Like, they're, they're, we have this set. We've got to get started here in two weeks. Mm -hmm. We picked up a phone book, and I saw Old Jail Museum. And I thought, I didn't know we had a museum. <laughs> and since then, for the last 20 years, I've been dealing with that exact question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's what I said when I met yeah. you. You know, now, yeah. forward, we're a nationally recognized institution. Wow. And I have a lot in process that I think is going to take us the next mm -hmm. step of the way. Yeah. Well, you know, I brought, come, and it's been a few years since I've been yeah. there, but I brought my kids there. Yeah. And we, they were young at that time, eight, mm -hmm. nine years old, and I think one of them was three. Um, she wasn't as interested, but the older kids were. But yeah. again, we got a tour from Kevin. Like, ah. we were hearing it from oh. the horse's mouth. We knew that this was right. So it was kind of oh, a special tour. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was really cool seeing that old jail and the different mm -hmm. levels and, and yeah, you know. Well, I still have the you know we had a ghost thing uh, years ago. God, that was. Uh, long crazy. time ago yeah these ghost hunters came in to kind of have their little gadgets and uh -huh. like the ghostbuster stuff and <laughs> figure out it was midnight i forgot what night it, yeah. it, what it was but I, all i remember is one of them got really mad at me the uh this they, they kind of separated and and the room upstairs with the uh the cabinet the, the, with the the glass shelves and stuff yeah. all of a sudden she starts like yelling i got something so i go running up there and she's like look and this little figurine was moving a little bit yeah and i go that's not a ghost and yes it is and i put my foot in front of the cabinet and hit the the floor and you can see that that movement of the floor caused the cabinet to move and caused it it had a little bit of an all balance yeah and i'm like going oh yeah and they were Oh, they were very mad at me. Yeah, because I, I poo-pooed their thing. But I really wanted, I mean, like, I'm one of these people that if I see it, I'll believe it. Yeah. And I really wanted to believe, yeah. but it was poo-pooed, so it <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah, nope, nope. No, but, but <laughs> they did, like, a video that they shared, and probably back then it was on VHS tape, but probably, they, they yeah. kept that in, and I always yeah. thought... That, that's so crummy because I, I'm the same way that I, I'm a skeptic. I've had many weird things happen. Some I can explain, some, you know, I don't know. And that's something, too, you know, every year we try to do at least one focus tour where we do like an evening event and talk about some of these things mm -hmm. that have happened. And we kind of leave it to the guests, too. <laughs> to we're we're yeah. not here to push anything on anybody. 
But nice you know, Halloween fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's very cool. And, and you know, the setting house, yeah. being an old jail. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty ideal. Uh, yeah. For, for Out of old stuff. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. For an sure. old asylum, I think, could be the only thing that would be worse to me. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we used to have one, and then unfortunately it's gone. It used to be out on Route 2. Porter County had an old jail? Yeah. yeah. Right by the uh, highway department. Did really? The only no, the highway did. department kind of looks like it. Well, this was just across the street, and yeah. it looked the part. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Old asylum. No, I did not know yeah. that. You know, see what you learn by coming on our show. Wait a second, you're a co-host. Well, you're always a co-host. It's funny because we were. Uh, Kevin asked me where we were meeting today to have this interview, and I gave him the address, and he sent me this screenshot of this old building. Yeah. This huge yeah. was it a three-story, two-story brick. Three. Old oh, commercial hall. Oh my goodness, a beautiful building that used to stand right where we're at. Wow. You know, and uh, well, what happened to it? It well. Funny enough, I looked into it because I didn't know, and, and so I, I live in this neighborhood. So no you know, way. I, I walk with my wife all the time, and there is so much hiding in plain sight. And you have to know what you're looking mm. for, though. But I've always seen this picture of what was originally called Commercial Hall that sat on this structure. I'll send you the picture, mm. too. Uh, but it, it's just really interesting, and come to find that was actually uh, back when it was the Northern Indiana Normal School before it was VU. Oh, uh, the commercial building was where their business school was located. Hmm. And, and so that's what they called commercial was business back then. Apparently so. Huh. And, and I think they did a combination huh. of things in the structure, and I, you know, like all historical sources, there's never one end-all, be-all source. Uh, so we know it was built sometime between 1880 and 1883. Hmm. But I was amazed. The guy who ran it, John C. Boucher, if you've ever been to VHS, Boucher Jim, uh, hmm. he essentially organized the school. Or at least was a very early force in creating this business school. Yeah. Wow. It went on then after hmm. to run the public school system here. Wow. So it's sort of a neat little. How did you research that? Where did? Because I'm going to Google, man. I've been doing this for 20 years. I will tell you all the great sources that exist. There's so many other great historians here locally that have mm -hmm. either uh, pulled resources or have done research and made it available online. Oh. Which, which to me, you know, 20 years ago, the thought of introducing a computer. Yeah into the old jail museum like like was was the end of the line for some people like you're not gonna do this we can't do this there's just no way well we yeah. we've come a long way on that mm -hmm. end but um what's interesting is that building came down exactly 50 years ago this year so wow. they raised it in 1972 which is a lot longer than i thought it lasted hmm. i i assume so there was an era in the 20s where uh things were tough obviously it was a time when vu was looking to sell they looked mm -hmm. initially to raise this big endowment that yeah. didn't really pan out was that the depression i assume is that why or? a little bit before that actually. okay yeah 20s are still roaring yeah for well and technically mm. here the depression really didn't impact porter county until 1931. Hmm. we were sort of insulated with the little industry and a lot of the things that were going yeah. on. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so it was a little bit different, but huh. I swear that I remember hearing that this building came down a long time ago, and I thought, well, wait a minute, maybe I'm thinking of something else, and, and sure enough, looked into it, and they were still using it in the 20s, they were still using it into the 30s, they're actually still using it in the 1950s. Wow. They, they changed it, so there were a couple things that it was used for, not that, you know, initially, obviously, this commercial entity, that their business school, but in the end, you made the remark like, boy, that building looked like it was warm, yeah. but it was a dorm. Oh. Yeah, it looked hot. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of windows. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Brick or uh, mason building. Yeah. But yeah. But <laughs> kind, of, kind of built similarly to an oven. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Wow. So, uh, huh. 
It ended up, uh, I think I come across mention, they stopped using it for school purposes other than storage in like 1957. And it kind of just sat here. Wow. And was a storage building. Wow. So then it came down in 72. See, what's weird about that is VU very, very, very rarely will sell anything. Yeah. They, they, they want to capture land and stuff, you know, so obviously they, this was something that they sold for whatever reason. Wow. Yeah. So that was, yeah. Well, next weird. time I come on, I'll maybe have the rest of the story yeah. to figure yeah. out what the heck was here. Huh. How long has VU been here? Is it? 1859, technically. I mean, if you go back to the Valparaiso yeah. Male and Female College, which is the first iteration, mm -hmm. but it, it's been here in different forms for a very long That's time. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. A lot of history around here, like Greek's Pizza started down here where that uh, the little restaurant is right down the street here on Union. Yeah. yeah. But oh, it was called Greek's Pizza because that's fraternities were all around there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So there's nothing to do with, there's really no such thing as Greek, Greek was, pizza. Yeah, Greek dude owned it. Yeah, a little feta too. cheese yeah. on there or something. Yeah. And, and you know, too, where College Avenue tees into, I think it's Freeman, uh, up sort of like in the campus of where, uh, at least in its last iteration, was like here. It's haunted? Oh, yeah, well, oh. I'll, I'll leave you to tell their own story. <laughs> but College Avenue used to continue tour blocks. That's what a lot of people don't know. And that whole stretch was like its own little downtown. There were businesses, there were wow. soda fountain, photography stores, bookstores. Back to the future. Wow. Yeah. 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 It like actually it. looked a little bit like that. <laughs> uh, a couple of the buildings that used to be situated. Was that there. IBU's property, though? Yeah. That was, okay. Yeah. That's interesting, dude. Yeah, I'll send you some pictures. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's. And you keep saying send us these pictures. We're, uh, we'll post them. <laughs> on our... No, let's let's rephrase it. Andy yeah. will post them. I post nothing. Well, and just so you know, <laughs> most all of these, maybe not some. I sent you some special ones here recently, but most all of our historical pictures are on our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash pocomuse. Okay. Great. We like to share a lot of that, just as much as like the information that we do in terms of mm -hmm. research. We want to make that available to people. No, that history's that's no good. good. Well, go ahead and say it. it again, so if people heard it, and that, now now they want to get their, they grab their pen. That's right. And they're ready to Slowly go. Slowly but surely, I'll say Facebook.com/slash/pocomuse, P-O-C-O-M-U-S-E, which is the current name for the mm -hmm. Porter County Museum. Uh, mm -hmm. You remember it as the old jail museum, yep. but yep. it's been around for uh, almost 106 years this year. Wow. So at one point you guys were your own entity, entity, and now you get some government funding and now you come to the council meeting. So how do you intertwine with the county that council? That is a very complicated story that goes back almost 106 years. So what? 106. I'm not sure there's anyone still alive that can verify this story. So we'll have to believe it. <laughs> That's right. You'll have to take my word on this. Uh, we started back in 1916 as a celebration of Porter County's effort in Indiana Centennial. So it was the idea that all around the state, all of the counties were celebrating the fact that the state was 100 years old. Wow. And a big part, uh, and there were a number of other portions to this whole week-long celebration in September of 1916, uh, but the Historical Society's part was to work with people from all 12 townships and gather different historical items to display them to show people who are either visiting or just coming from the townships to celebrate how we played a role in Indiana's history. Huh. And we started in the lower level room of the library, uh, Valparaiso Public Library, which in the present day is the Valparaiso branch of the Porter okay. County Public Library System. And what's really cool about that, and, and I like to say sort of jokingly, is you know we uh, gathered all these things and we celebrated for this week, 
and some people just didn't want their stuff back. Don't. <laughs> so, the historical society said, well, I like this cleaned out space. You can just keep it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's exactly. We still, 106 years later, thrive on that today. So. Someone's going to come by one day and say, that's mine. I want that back now. Or I'll just start donating everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've, I've got some stuff in my basement I can donate. <laughs> you send a truck? <laughs> Actually, that's a policy we made this year is we no longer provide transport of artifacts. We got oh. burned so badly on something. <laughs> I'm not going to share it because the person may be listening. Uh, but it became so complicated that our board created the policy that we do not transport things. If you want to oh. give us something, you have to bring it to us. Oh. Drop it on your lawn? Yeah, I can do that. Bring that, by the way. I know we're getting well, <laughs> I still want to know how you became part of the government. All right. So we're, we're at least through the first phase of the genesis of this museum of saying, okay, people are excited. We're bringing artifacts together. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, some people don't want these things back. Hmm. Maybe we could work with the library and use this room and have regular hours. And we did. From 1916 through uh, 1937. We were in that lower level room. Huh. The library then said, hey, we need a room back. We, <laughs> we have something we want to do with it. You're yeah. bringing too much stuff in here. And at that point, I really think is when we connected with the Porter County Commissioners and said, hmm. hey, we need more room. We want to keep this going. We think it's a good thing. Will you work with us to provide a home? This is another joke that I make, and, and I'm sorry for anybody listening who's heard me talk about this before, because I have made this joke. <laughs> and we're, Andy and I are staring at each other going, whatever. And, and cue, cue up the cricket noise for what I tell this. We need that sound effects machine that we've been talking about. We're getting one. We're getting one. <laughs> next time. Next time. I'm ready. Now, it's the only time in my life I've been appreciative of bureaucracy, because the county dragged their feet. I'm prepared saying, yes, we want to work with you, but we've got to figure this out where we can put you in the courthouse because the courthouse burned oh. in 1934. And had we gone there when they initially wanted us to move, because oh, they would have lost us, it. All right, you started in Indiana Centennial, but in 1936, we're coming up on Porter County Centennial. Huh. This would be a great way to partner. We're going to move you over here, but they said, gosh, we don't know where. And that fire happened in wow. de December 27, 1934. Could have been another uh, library at Alexandria yeah. issue. And it could have all been lost. Wow. And it wasn't. Thankfully, thankfully <laughs> for bureaucracy, it saved us. Now, how many other counties that did the same thing Porter County did for the Centennial kept a library or kept a museum going? I, or, think, you know. I, I think a fair amount of collections can trace back. Wow, to that. To that yeah, I'm, I'm not that's kind of That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a good mechanism to get people thinking about history. And, hmm. and you know, it's funny, too, because I put some thought into that. And, and uh, it's very coincidental and, and what I'm going to talk about in the present day. But you've got us in the library first. We move over to the courthouse. So we opened up shop on the fourth floor in 1937. Wow. And, and so we were up there for an incredibly long time. I didn't you guys were actually in the courthouse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fourth, we've got some great pictures. And there's no elevator there. So hey, people are... There was. Oh, there, there was. Yeah. I... I Assume there was still in the present. Is there a library? I don't. I think there is. A is there? It's, it's, where the heck have I? Oh, where have I been? There's I don't a reason know. we don't take it. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Recently, though, I don't remember what it was. It's haunted. It's haunted. <laughs> oh, okay. 
that makes sense. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay. Well, this, now, were you guys at, um, so you talked about the Great Fire. One of the coolest things you told me about the courthouse or showed me a picture of was that it used to have a beautiful dome on the top. It most certainly did. So were you guys in it before the dome, after the dome? After. Oh. Okay. I know. Well, and so that's... Okay. And the fencing was around it? And I know where that fencing is, by the way. Yeah. Oh, there used to be fencing around the courthouse? Yeah, yeah. I've just kind seen old picture. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Really? Oh, and if, we still have it if, No. If oh, and that's a sore spot. a great booklet that's before you, one of our newest publications. Fire History Please Tour, self-guided. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so now the great thing about Show this, it to all the listeners. This is a very rare image of the aftermath on page three of that fire. In fact, this is something that we had in our collection we didn't know we had because we've been going through our inventory. Page three is... Uh, page this. two. Oh, page two. Sorry, the I other page three. That's right, yeah. Right before <laughs> page three uh, is a really rare image in the aftermath of that fire. Hmm. But that you're, you're absolutely right. There's a beautiful clock tower. Uh, most well, literally, it was a clock tower, not a dome, right? Yeah. Well, well, it, it kind of had a dome on it. Okay. But what's crazy about it, and I think a big reason why it didn't get put back on, is that there's really no function in it. But boy, oh boy, visually speaking, yeah. it made the building twice as tall. That, yeah. That's not an exaggeration. That building was twice the height. That what an impact! Today. I mean, oh. yeah. yeah. And it looks like the fire took place in the uh, winter time. It did. Yeah, icicles coming down. Yeah, see? Was, yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting. We'll have to share this picture. On, on yeah, it's pretty that's, cool. It's pretty cool. And anybody can get this publication with a minor donation of five dollars or more to the Porter County Museum Foundation. Oh, okay, so we'll only share that one picture because <laughs> the rest of them you guys are gonna, have you're gonna to pay, pay for. for. That's right. Well, I guess I should ask Kevin that if we're gonna be allowed to share this picture. <laughs> you most certainly can. So Kevin brought in today for us. Um, it's uh, a five. Self-guided fire history tour, and it's it, kind of yeah. tell what it is. I mean, that's a cool title. It's a cool concept. You know, we realize that we can curate things, curate experiences, if you will, uh, to tour you around, but it doesn't always fit your schedule. So we thought, why not develop this into a publication that you can use at your leisure? You can go about, you can walk, you can drive if you want, but you can learn about five really significant fires. Some long ago, others not so long ago. Uh, most of you probably remember the 1996 fire at was Lowenstein. Well, it was the Lowenstein building, but by that time it was a Highland department store. Well, that was, see, I grew up in Highland, so that's yeah. where the other location was in Buffalo well, that I always heard about. Okay, and this is kind of crazy. Last week, um, I was at Clay Patton, his the yeah. law office, yeah. Yeah. and I was up there, and he goes, you know, on that wall right there in his office was the lower scenes. It was all like well, that was the dark, right yeah, it was and it was all right. black. And so when he redid his building, he had to refinish all of the the stuff from the Lowenstein fire. And I'm like, okay, that was, I mean, it was really interesting. Clay's an awesome guy, but I'm like in here, not even a week later here, I'm looking at a publication of, uh, what, what yeah, exactly what a weird happened. coincidence that, yeah. yeah. I mean, and who thought you would have that many significant fires that you could have a fire history tour? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you doing, Malpo? Uh, the iceberg here. Uh-huh. Uh, I hope Chesterton listed here. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, maybe one day we're going to reach out. There, there, well, there was a significant fire in Chesterton downtown back in 1903. The St. Patrick's? That, that, oh, no, well, that, that was later. That was when I was that's something. You'll have to have uh, the curator of the Westchester Township History Museum come in and talk. Uh, Serena Art is really great and has so many different stories from Westchester Township in the northern part of the county. 
I, and, and that's something too that's worth mentioning. There's a lot of other small organizations that are doing very similar work. We try to work with everybody because we're all trying to do very similar things. To educate everybody. Okay. It's a zero sum game. Yeah, you know? it's right. like we're better we're off not competing against no, Westchester. No, no. <laughs> We've got better history here. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story, going back to our origin, it was a bit of a contest in 1916 of who could gather the best artifacts, and Westchester Township won. Oh, are you kidding? No. <laughs> Do they still have those artifacts? We have a few artifacts in the collection that date back to 1916 that we can verify with picture and other documents. Were from the Westchester. That, yeah, correct. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can buy because didn't Westchester used to have theirs in the library? Yeah, they still do. Oh, they still in, have in, a display the, over there. They do. In okay. the um, uh, Brown Mansion. Okay. Oh, I haven't been in there. Oh, it's very it's, cool. Yeah. It was what are you waiting for? It was an admin building back when I was uh, in school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it most certainly was. It's a beautiful building, though. Yeah, hmm. wait. So uh, just to finish that earlier story, now yeah. that we're on the topic. <laughs> Which one? Order. There's so many. Watching the time count down, like, shoot, we've got so much to finish. I'll just have to come back. Well, so 1916 to start, 1937 over into the courthouse. It was 1973 when we started our move to the old jail building. Building, which is a really cool old structure, which we celebrated this, honestly, last year and a half. Uh, it's 150th mm -hmm. anniversary. Hmm. And, and we're still doing a lot with that structure. But what's cool to me is we're sort of at the precipice here of the next era and next iteration where the Poco Muse is moving across the street to 20 Indiana Avenue. Uh, so if you remember, we, uh, about five years ago, the foundation acquired the building directly west across the street from the old jail structure. Right next to the police, the old police department. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. correct. And, and we had a larger partnership that unfortunately didn't work out with that, but we now realize uh, with that space in its entirety, which is somewhere around 3,200 square feet, give or take, mm -hmm. it's the first time in over a century that we have a structure that is ADA accessible oh. and is climate controlled. Oh, which oh that's is, a big thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and for us, like, it gives us an opportunity to do some really cool things, to care for this collection that we've amassed over 106 years, mm -hmm. but then also to look at the jail and focus on telling its own story. Because we realize in our entire time, my time, my 20 years involved here, we've never done adequate storytelling talking about the jail's history if that's where you guys are at yeah yeah, weird. yeah. yeah. so we're going to really do something with that space to interpret its own story to really operate it as one of our historical sites and what's the plan with that with the memorial opera so if they do decide to expand they're going to be util utilizing part of that jail for them or i think that's still in process you'll have to it's not passed uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i didn't know if you knew the plan with that or you guys will still have access no to the jail. no okay. uh, as far as i know our focus is going to be on the jail itself and uh, hmm. telling these really great stories that we've been able to sort of curate. Uh, and, and in fact, that was a big part in the pandemic. We launched Poco Muse magazine for our members. And I think I put them in your mailboxes. I, if not, I'll make certain I do for now on. I know I put the newsletter in there. It's, I guess, another thing if you're actually getting the material that I'm leaving for you. I believe so. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, we're we're COVID, we were getting a lot of things. So. <laughs> well, I've been doing it the mailboxes were full. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you put it at the bottom of your birdcage, the idea is we've done some work to make history accessible when mm -hmm. we really weren't. Uh, just mm. given all of the restraints and, and thankfully now I think things are getting a bit back to normal where we're able to do some of these great interactive things that we've done and 
you know, what we're doing at 20 Indiana is sort of the next step in our mm -hmm. progression, which will be opening, if, if all goes well, in May. Oh, that's but, soon. That's yeah, yeah. It's right around the corner. Very. And uh, we're, we're still finalizing a few things in it, but it just seems like a really great opportunity to connect with mm -hmm. people and to be on the downtown square in the county seat, mm -hmm. but also have the luxury of just across the street doing the interpretation on a building that's over 150 years old. Yeah. That has some really cool stories to go along with it. And speaking of stories, I was looking at your book on here. You got the the Lowenstein Department Store. It also has talking about how they bought an Oddfellows building way back in 1885. That's very. Is true. it really say that? Yeah, no, seriously, it's right in there. And speaking and of exactly, Oddfellows. see how we lead that in. Do it. Our show is actually sponsored by the Independent Order of Oddfellows in Valparaiso. Wonderful. Chequick Lodge, Lodge number 56. Yeah, so we appreciate everybody. Yeah, uh, absolutely, it's a wonderful organization. They do a lot of. Uh, of good to our community they're uh, one of the one of the groups that a lot of people don't know much about but they do they're they're they've been uh, since 1848 the it, oldest it, fraternal organization in porter county you know what's really kind of cool about that to add some some history that might not be in that story when lowenstein's department sort of started in 1885 they started in the lower level of your present oddfellows hall Oh, no kidding. The chamber is sitting yeah, That was the yeah. original location of Jacob Lowenstein's first Wow. Floor. They've expanded a bit, and yeah. they bought the Oddfellows Hall in the site location that everybody remembers. They did some remodeling first. There was a weird thing in 1914 where part of the building collapsed. Oh. Nobody got hurt. But then they built this great new building. Should we got the Masons over there? <laughs> 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 well, in that That's right. <laughs> but on bump. <laughs> we need that sound machine. <laughs> Hey, you want to do the oh yeah, and you're listening to WVLP 103.1 uh, Community Radio, Valparaiso, Indiana. This is uh, Porter County Buzz with uh, one of the co-hosts, Greg Sims. Uh, the other co-host, Andy Bozek. Special guest today, Kevin Pazer from the. Uh, I, I'm going to say it wrong. I say Old Jail Museum because it's in my head. But the, the uh, history. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got to look at this little pamphlet here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you've been around for so long, you can classify <laughs> just about any name from our iteration. Oh my gosh. Wow, Joke. I, I guess so, know, yeah. But I'm taking it. <laughs> for dinner. How does it I'm going to go back to his older pork art and give him an F for that. <laughs> well, Kevin, but, I mean, you've got some, you told us some great history, and I mean, we've been asking you some questions. we got a ton more, but yeah. what kind of, I know you wanted to, is there anything you wanted to specifically tell us about or history on this, this thing, or you wanted to make sure you had to cover? No, I, I mean, it, it's been such a neat opportunity in my life to be involved here that really I can't imagine doing anything else you know and I've had opportunities to go other places mm -hmm. but where else can you have such a hold and, and make such an impact and work with so many other great people to to do this work of helping mm -hmm. people develop a better sense of place yeah like this this is home and and Kevin's got the theme that we've had we've just about every one of our guests if not them all this is a say same thing it's a great county oh you know goodness. we've got great people it's it's just yeah and they say that in the room with me and you in the room I mean, <laughs> we're part of those people they're talking about it's like, what? <laughs> so one of the questions i have um and it's kind of a two-part question where do you store everything and how do you decide like you're talking about this new display i, I yeah. assume you can't have everything up you right. want to have people coming back how do you decide what to display yeah well you know that's a really good question 
Uh, if you go back to the era where you first got involved, I'm pretty sure Kevin's looking at me, by the way. Mr. Sims, for all of you at home, sorry, I'm looking directly at Mr. Sims. Uh, and I mean this very lovingly, but our approach back when I first got involved was very much akin to a yard sale, mm-hmm. where everything was out all mm-hmm. at once. There was little cohesiveness. There was no narrative right. whatsoever. When we were yeah. trying to tell yeah. any real story, we this is yeah. what we have. And, yeah. and there, I, Bronco John. That was yeah, big. Bronco that, John. That know, was the big. That may be the yeah. biggest curated story in the yeah. history. Uh, and, and he is and, a whole. Well, and, and real himself. side note on that. This was crazy. I lived on Chicago Street, 405. It's at the Brown House used to have a tree growing through it. Oh, you, oh, I forgot right next door was was a another house that had like a barn to it and when Bronco John came to town that's where they stored his horses so I, I was living no across Bronco John is <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so now I'm, I'm going to put you on last here because I guess I do know who Bronco John is <laughs> yeah, last time you came with your family was when we reopened the Bronco John exhibit and if you remember I was quasi dressed as a cowboy I do remember that <laughs> I, but you're talking like four years ago and I've got four kids that have got my mind boggled. I'm not holding it against you. I'm just saying. The kids love that. They were so excited about that. You know, you were into it. Well, well so that's the thing. In uh, that era, it uh, was very different. And since then, we have tried with every progression we've made uh, to change things and improve things and make certain that what we're doing also fits within the museum standards that are sort of this mm-hmm. universal thing that... Uh, are held by like the uh, American Association for State Local History. That's a, a really big group, uh, uh, professionally speaking, for smaller and in, truly any size institution, but it seems like it's mostly uh, small and medium-sized institutions, which just a, a tremendous resource for us. <laughs> and Standards as uh, making sure that it's legit? Well, really sort of making certain that you are preserving things and oh, you're, you're not you take care of it yeah yeah okay Correct. and, and uh, mm. for as good as i think we've gotten it in our storytelling i feel for the most part we've really shortchanged the collection and, and the care of it because mm. it's sort of out of sight out of mind not to say that uh, we were doing things inappropriately but I think now, uh, for me, what's most exciting about this move to uh, just across the street at mm-hmm. 20 Indiana Avenue is it gives us the opportunity to do everything at an incredibly high level for uh, museum quality, where mm. uh, we have a really incredible team of people. So, so that's the other thing I guess I should maybe take a step back and explain. Uh, I am a county employee. Okay. So, so that was sort of, uh, to answer your earlier question, uh, in this sort of originally historical society, then slowly more involved with county government, uh, it was the advent of Bethlehem Steel mm-hmm. in the mid-1960s that led to uh, a revenue stream that was specifically for museums or historical societies. Oh. And the county was mm-hmm. able to connect on that end and essentially mm-hmm. hire somebody mm-hmm. to stall bomb. Uh, part-time for mm. so many hours a week, uh, you know, part, part-time in the year. And she was there for a very long time and uh, involved a lot of really great people. And, and as I said earlier, you know, she was really the one who held everything together. Mm. That Had she not done her work, I, I wouldn't have anything. You'd have a Yeah, very much so. And, uh. and so I think 
in that era after her and in the era where you got involved. Mm -hmm. He's looking at me again. Yeah. For all of you at home, the, the Sims era. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, if anything, your involvement, the involvement of some other people put this issue on the radar of the county commissioners again. Wow. And said, mm, hey. That's huge, man. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, and well, I, I mean, I think you made them aware. You brought legitimacy to it, where I was mm. just some kid who was involved. He was young. Yeah. But yeah. that was that was cool, yeah. yeah. But yeah. all of a sudden, now the commissioners started to take note of this and say, well, wait a minute. We need to keep tabs on this. Mm -hmm. We need to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was somebody else who they were going to hire, and then that person went somewhere else, and they were sort of like, what oh, no kidding. are we going to do? And huh. they said, hey, this kid has training. <laughs> and, and from there on out, I became the youngest museum director in the country. At, wow. At 23 in old. the country. In the country. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. Porter County, Indiana. Yeah. And we actually have a good museum department, Eric. I mean, it's not like this kid was running and it's a bunch of goofballs now. It's awesome. Well, it's it is. Wow, it that's is. cool. So, yeah. But we realize that the county shouldn't be unhooked for everything, that there's great value in the private side of having members and, and mm -hmm. having donors involved. In By the foundation. Yeah. 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 And, and so the Historical Society sort of gave way to the Porter County Museum Foundation. Mm -hmm. which is a recognized 501c3 organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say two-thirds of the money we need to do the work we do annually comes from our members and our donors. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. awesome. that, that's how yeah. I have staff. I, I don't have... Oh, they're not county employees? No. That's yeah, cool. just they're Kevin. Awesome. Yeah. It's really all through the foundation. Yeah. And, and there's a great group of people involved there. And really, we couldn't do our work without them. And I know, you know, you hear that a lot. Oh, you know, because of the support of our members. But... Really, truly, it is because of that. And yeah. uh, that's something that over my time here has been growing. And I think, uh, if anything, it's sort of like a snowball effect that mm -hmm. more people catch on and all of a sudden somebody's mm -hmm. coming to a program or they're coming to do a little self-guided tour and they say, well, where did you get that? Oh, cool. You know, I'm not interested, but, but my aunt is really interested, so mm -hmm. I'll connect her. Oh, you know what? I can get tickets to the home tour that we're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and from there, it's sort of, uh, it's been a really kind of cool organic expansion mm -hmm. of people finding interests. And if anything, like I said earlier, connecting back to that really, really important thing of providing people a better sense of where they live. Mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, that's huge. Well, I was in the highway department last week because uh, Rich Sexton left and uh, they had a bit of the plank road. Disney sitting road. in the office. No yep. way. Yeah. Wow, I remember that. And they got a little article. It's an actual plank? Yeah. yeah. It's actual yeah. wood? It was, a, it was called Plank Road, and yeah. it was it's wood. Yeah. And and they, they were doing that. Well, do you oh, remember wow. the story? I yeah. Was yeah. When you were on the council, because I wouldn't approve that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whatever. <laughs> if you recall in that story, yeah. they had part of the road collapse, yeah. and the only part that didn't had the plank road underneath. So when they yeah. were going to redo yeah. the structure, yeah. they said, yeah, that's yeah. how we got it. Oh, it was incredible. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. That is I've got a, I still have a piece of it. Do you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's all, we have a piece of the music yeah. collection, too. But that, yeah. that's such a cool story. So my question is, is, since you like Greg and I, I think, or Mr. Sims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now, wait a minute. Who is Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sims, can you make sure that our picture's in there? Because we're, we're going to be part of history. <laughs> <laughs> make sure we got good pictures on there. Don't make us look dorky for 100 years from now. <laughs> 
<laughs> so where are you storing everything? I mean, you guys, is it like climate controlled storage so units? That or? is, we do have climate controlled storage units. Uh, we have worked the best we can. Uh, a majority of the collection, I would say 85, 90% of the collection has been in the old jail building. Oh, wow. Which is really cool and it has great stories to tell, but it is like the worst building. When you when you learn or looking at professional yeah, yeah humidity and stuff so, yeah so and, and the way that I sort of joke about it is it's about what you can expect from a building that was built before electricity was an actual <laughs> thing in downtown but really truly before running water too correct wow yeah quite quite a bit before. and it wasn't until Edison came to town well go ahead well, well, oh, he oh, came to town yeah. Kevin's got a no, <laughs> Kevin. So so not, not to, to, to ruin a wonderful oh, a fallacy in the Sims era. Oh my God! Disaster! I'm done. I'm dropping hey, a mic. I'm out. I'm out. You are partially right. The, ah, see. The Edison Company. Oh. Did come. Okay. But we're working now to confirm, and it's looking very unlikely that Edison himself came here. Oh. But the funny part of that story is even when the company came here to demonstrate electricity, the people voted against it. And so oh, we don't it think it's how it was. It was. We don't want that newfangled technology and disturbing our peace. The city of said, you know, this doesn't seem like a good idea. It sounds like Porter County. <laughs> but it all ended up working out a lot. There's actually, you know, it's yeah. funny too. This is something that's come up. Uh, one of the things we do on our social. Oh, thanks media, for enlightening us, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was a learning experience. Just <laughs> set the record straight. Uh, I, it's another role I have as the Porter County historian, uh, which you know is really just uh, a title. I don't know everything, so disclaimer to how you introduce. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I do not know everything about Porter County's history. Uh, we plan on stumping it by the end of the show. <laughs> what you did with well, we did. <laughs> uh, No, but but to answer your uh, question about storage, that is one of the really really cool things that we're developing. That it, it's not going to be on public display, but we do plan on doing guided tours of the area. Hmm. So a section of... Segway tours. <laughs> segway tours. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have enough for it. We barely, we barely, the, the worst segway tour, you can go in one door and straight up the other. Do you get to ride one of those segways? Who cares where you're going? <laughs> Maybe one. Yeah, we'll check out that next Is there one of those in the museum? <laughs> Not yet. We're working on it. Uh, we have looked at a really cool concept of uh, high-density shelving, high-density storage. Hmm. Uh, basically, if you've ever seen like medical records storage. Yeah, how they move. Yeah. So yeah. In the were, county, but yeah. they built the, the, the courthouse. courthouse. Yeah. I need that for my Christmas lights. It would be neat. Well, we have found a really neat solution to that. That's about the third of the cost of doing it commercially. That's all to museum spec uh, through a simple system that's available through Uline. And this isn't a, a sponsorship or a plug to them, but uh, we've been able to find everything that's museum grade, and we are going to be able to do this uh, and, and essentially store three times the amount wow. of artifacts in a singular huge. space. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. And, and it just visually is very cool. Oh, that is. How do you decide what display you're going to do? How, who decides so, that? the board? 
that is something that rock we, paper scissors. Yeah, <laughs> now, now it's no longer the same as the Sim Zero. But the rock paper scissors method of, of determining. Flip a coin. Uh, but it, it's something you, you know, uh, and, and this could be changing as we progress. But it's something we've always sort of just internally developed. But we're finding as uh, we grow our membership base and we tell different stories, we really want to reach out to people and find what people here are interested in knowing more about. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, a lot of times the work we do is often tied to different anniversaries. Last well, that's a good idea. That's so so we, uh, we won a national award for our last featured exhibit in the residence portion of the old jail uh, that we called Do Your Part. And it was a focus back in uh, 2018 on the centennial of the end of the First World War. So when did you get this award? We won that in 2019. Why didn't we know about this? I wasn't on the council. You clearly weren't looking at it. What the heck? <laughs> oh my goodness. That should have been something that we had it highlighted somehow or come in front of the council or or what would be really cool is in at the Memorial Opera House before a production, why do something like that? We got an audience of people that would. That's that's, that's a good idea. I think you should run it by Scott. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you the. Why are you putting it? I'll, I'll let you have the credit. I'll let you get the credit for it. Yeah, just from the audience at home, I'm looking squarely at Andy. Why are you looking at me? And it's not a good way. And, and so, you know, I feel like and sometimes uh, we do so many really great things and we mm -hmm. have so many wonderful people involved to do this that the last part of it we don't do very well is tell our own story. Yeah. And so we're working at getting better at that. And uh, a big thing that, uh, and this is really kind of the first time I guess I'm talking about this publicly, but the inaugural exhibit we will open up with in May is a collaboration with the Field Museum. Wow, Chicago. that's cool. Yeah. And you guys heard it here first on the <laughs> show, uh, which is really exceptional. Wow. And it's something uh, a number of regional partners were involved in this process. And it uh, just in a nutshell, our, our end of it's going to be more of a look, regionally speaking, at the uh, artwork of the Calumet region. Hmm. And, and this is something that the Field Museum sort of shepherded all of uh, these local partners and our little museum included uh, to be a, a two-part exhibit that would then eventually come together at the Field Museum. Oh, wow. And so the first part was at the Gary Public Library, and it was more of a focus on industry. And now... Uh, Artwork of industry? More just... focus on the industry side. The idea is mm. that these two concepts are going to come together to mm. show that you can have these two things in existence, both industry and art, in the same region. Huh. And, and what okay. was really kind of cool, and this is totally accidentally in some ways, you know, we were just one of the little regional partners. And the idea was this first phase was going to be the Gary Public Library, the second phase, the Brower Museum of Art. Oh, in the, in, at Valpo, at VU. Well, okay, yeah. because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, you guys were talking about it earlier. I was like, I have no idea what well, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's cool. Then, uh, yeah. It is. No, no, no. It's very good. Oh, my gosh. And I know that before. I might not have been on that show. I hope my kids didn't hear that, because they are. <laughs> well, well, the idea, though, behind this is that with the pandemic and all the things going on in the world, the Brower closed. 
And is it really? Well, oh, I did not know that. That's why you didn't see. You get an out. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. There's more. Where there are public hours there again. Oh. Uh, but at the time in the discussion with this exhibit, sort of, you know, a year ago, uh, it was closed. And it wasn't an option, and the field museum said, "We may have to scrap this whole thing and for Porter County." Yeah. Or for, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I said. Would you be willing to take a chance on us as the host? Well, and they wow. Said, I'll take a chance. Dang, yeah. Wow. Sounds like an ABBA song. Take a chance on me. Take a chance. Take a chance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what's the worst that can happen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one fire. <laughs> <laughs> the we don't want to add number six here. But they said, you know what? Yes. Wow. And so the rest is history. It'll be coming here. It's going to be a huge deal. And a big part of this, uh, and sort of my conversation as part of this overall team, is how can we promote this to the best of our abilities to say we're doing right. all these other things at such a high level? Let's figure this up yeah. component out. Wow. So it's going to be really So cool. are, you, are, are you working with Lorelei with the tourism? going to be talking yeah. here with, with okay. the tourism. We need to get her on here, too. That would yeah. be, a, you know, get a list going here. Yeah. Sure. yeah no, that's right. <laughs> in, in fact, what I, I think I messaged the page, and you sort of have a problem reading on the page. I just said, I, I think this is a great thing that you're doing. And if you ever needed Us? somebody, yeah. Oh. yeah. Somebody oh. actually wanted to be on our show. We wow. didn't have to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was actually kind of shocked. I figured you had like a, a long there, list. There's a list. Well, it's not long, but we have, well, a, we have a list. <laughs> there are a lot of really interesting people doing cool stuff in Port yes. County. So this is great. And that's why we're here. Yeah, that, that's how we were approached with it. Talk about Porter County stuff. And I mean, really, our topic is open-ended. But for the most part, we've been concentrating on Porter County. So, yeah, I think that's yeah, great. Yeah, that's we cool. Talk about our history and stuff. Make yeah. some jokes here and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little that comic relief. Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. But, uh, hey, and you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM. And uh, a couple other. We're, we're sponsored by the Independent Order of Vaughn Fellows. Uh, right, uh, they're located right downtown Valpo, actually uh, in the building with the uh, Chamber of Commerce. And uh, they do wonderful things for the community and uh, check them out. Um, the other thing, too, is we've got a flagpole dedication. I want to make sure we mention that March 29th. And it actually uh, is at Sunset Hill Park. It's going to be at 530 p.m. The uh, reason why it's 530, a lot of dedications are during the day, but we thought we would have it later in the night so that after work, people can actually come by if they want without missing work. And uh, there'll be some hot dogs and some some food and stuff there so people can see the dedication of the county's largest uh, flagpole, 35 feet. And uh, who, who sponsored? What, is and, that related to the? Uh, actually, it's, yeah, sponsored by the Odd the Fellows uh, paid for the flagpole. That's cool. Yeah, That's so. Cool. Just so everyone knows, I don't have a lot of familiarity with the Odd Fellows. I want to, first of all, thank them for their sponsorship, but we're going to have them on uh, yeah. soon here yeah. to kind of gather some more information about what their impact is in the community. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg is an Odd Fellow, but he's also <laughs> a member <laughs> of the Odd Fellows Oh, my God. Well. Where's that sounder now? Yeah. <laughs> but on bump. <laughs> So I just said, thank you guys again for, for uh, supporting us and sponsoring our show. Definitely appreciate it. That's great. It. Well, go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say, too, okay. the Odd Fellows have a couple artifacts 
connected to the lives that I'd love to have in our collection. I believe are just sort of in, in these. Oh my room. goodness. I don't know about that. So yeah. I'll be after you. After Not our this. skeleton. Not no, our Fred. No, no. <laughs> there's a skeleton? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's it's a, pretty cool. That's a whole other story. <laughs> you should probably say that for when you have the outfit. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of cool history there. Yes. There, there yeah. is. Well, um, they're a big organization. I was kind of surprised because yeah. just initially I went online and did a little research. Oh, okay. And, and yeah. Just yeah. saw them on Facebook and whatnot. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, very, very impactful organization yeah. as well. And a lot of history in Porter County. Yeah. Which speaking I of today. Speaking yeah. of history in Porter County. <laughs> well, uh, the last got Oh my God! It's so nice to have a young guy on here. You're both fired. You're fired. <laughs> well, I, I, there, there is so two things. Uh, talking about other people you should have on this show, you most certainly should have Jesse Butts, who's the director of the Porter County Public Library System. Talk about another young guy who's doing yeah. incredible things for the county, mm -hmm. and is just an awesome human being. But we are doing a really cool partnership with them right now. In fact, it, it just started uh, today, of all things. Uh, we developed this really cool scavenger hunt. Sort of in the vein of, of saying, like, we've got this self-guided fire history tour. We developed an architecturally significant sort of history-focused scavenger hunt that anybody can pick up. Uh, and we've partnered with the library, so if you go to the Valparaiso branch of the Porter County Public Library System, you can pick this thing up, and there's a secret little map, and it has all these questions, and you've hmm. got to answer the questions by going to all these different locations in the downtown and looking at history hiding in plain sight. And if you hmm. can figure it out and you can unscramble these secret letters into the special word, you can come back to the library and get a prize. Oh, okay. So, it's, oh. My kids would love that. Now, Kevin shared that with me on Facebook, and I'm excited wow. to give it a shot. So anybody can go to the downtown Valpo the branch, branch during any walk into the circulation desk, yep. ask them to be part of the scavenger hunt. They will present you with this little booklet. Uh, it, it's a, a singular sheet of paper on okay. one side are all these questions with oh. little kind of clues. Okay. And the reverse side is a map that we put together, giving you an idea of where you need to go to find these different things. Huh. And uh, we, we've even provided these uh, little mini golf pencils. So you've got something, okay. you've got everything you need. Wow. You can just go in either to the circulation desk or to genealogy. I'll be darned. Okay. I thought it would be a neat way. They see so many people through their system all throughout the you county. You should have sponsored those pencils. Vote for Greg right there. Man. <laughs> No, I will. I will say out of the politics side of this. Uh, no, no, we, we do too. For the yeah, side, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the now, have you ever heard of this game called Clued Up? No. It's it's a let's try and they do it in Valpo once in a while. We I did it last summer. Really? Where it's, it's, like it's a geocaching kind of thing? No, it's like a who done it, but it's on your phone and you wow. go to various places. Yeah, I'll have to show it to you oh. after the show. But cool. it that might be I mean that yeah. would be kinda cool if that kind of gets hooked up. It's That's really neat. Yeah. yeah. See all the things you learn by just yeah. coming and hanging out on our Tuesday evening with us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're all about wrapping up here. Um, Again, flagpole dedication, March 29th. Uh, we do have a well. We have a Facebook page that uh, Andy did. We've got a. a E email at uh, pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com so if anyone throughout the, the week has questions or comments you know we can we can catch them on there too and if there are questions we will address them that next show and, and go from there but uh, and we do have our old radio shows um, 
on online as well. You can see them on our yeah. Facebook page too. So. Yeah. So it's been yeah, it's been wonderful. And uh, well, thanks for coming. Yeah, Kevin. yeah, Kevin, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Sounds like we're gonna have to have him with it. We we only got through a smidgen yeah. of what he wanted Previous to say. Questions we've got. You know. Thanks for letting me write myself to your and just so everyone no, knows, good. that was Kevin's picture on Facebook. Kevin and Greg, there was some comments that might have been Greg and Andy. No. That was, that was Kevin and his old teacher. Oh, my God. His old teacher That's in right. more than one way, part. isn't it? Yeah, okay. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. You guys all have a great night. Thank you for listening. Take care. See you next week. 